Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. We do want to welcome our online viewers and those of you that are listening on our podcast, Hope Covenant. Would you put your hands together and welcome our online viewers and listeners? It's great to have you. We consider you a part of this family, and if you're ever in the Charlotte area, we want to encourage you to stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. For those of you that are not here this morning and you're watching online and you're part of this church, we love you. We're praying for you. I know we've got some people that are sick. We've had a lot of that, and so we're going to keep you in prayer. And Father, we just pray over that right now. Every person that's not here because of sickness, life come forth in Jesus' name, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm going to get into the message, Choose Joy, and I said this last week, and I want to I want to expand on this a little bit, that we say um, this is the happiest season of all, but uh, I've been reading statistically about the depression rate and, and the meds that are given out for depression during the holidays. It goes up big time because it's a sentimental season where we reflect on the year and we look at how things went and oftentimes we're missing family members that that maybe passed away or or where and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer this this goes up this doesn't go down so be encouraged today I want to encourage you as your pastor um there there is a hope and his name is Jesus and this church is all about that. We're all about hope, and we're all about covenant relationship with God and with each other. We're a family. We're going for it. We're on a journey together. And, uh, and we're on a journey. To, I don't know about you, but I'm on a journey to find the fullness of joy, which I know is the joy of the Lord. That's my strength. Can you shout amen? amen. Now, I want to teach you a little bit about joy, and I'm going to go into a little bit of Hebrew today. I'm going to, I'm going to Bill Nye the Science Guy you today. Okay, I'm going to teach you all about the, the original, and we listen, we go to the original Hebrew and the original Greek because it's important to know what the Bible is actually saying. What's the scriptural interpretation? I don't know about you, but I'm a seeker of truth, and I want to know the truth because that's where freedom is found. It's the truth that sets us free, and I want to have the joy of the Lord in the fullness that I possibly can, and the, the full amount of it that I can possibly have, uncontainable joy, is what I'm looking for. How many of you are with me this morning? I want to say this, the joy is not a feeling, joy is a choice. You might go, well, I don't know about that. No, no, it's a choice. It, listen, we choose, the Lord has given us free will. You can reject the Lord or you can accept the Lord, and when you accept the Lord, you're really accepting the fullness of joy. Joy is not a feeling, it's a choice. Joy goes beyond the feeling, it's a posture. You're posturing yourself when you accept the Lord to come in and fill you with uncontainable joy. And here's what Paul, Paul in the Bible, I love reading Paul. When I have problems, I turn to two people. I look and I read about Paul and I read about Job. But Paul in this case in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 10 says, Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing and yet possessing everything. You see the contradiction there? He's saying that in your worst times, you can really have your best times when you rely on the Lord. 
When you're struggling financially and you need God to come through and you lean on God, the beauty of that is that the testimony is when he comes through, it is a testimony that God did what only he could do because we relied on him and we saw his power. I'm preaching better than y'all are amen today, but that's okay. The prophet Isaiah prophesied this about Christ, the, the coming Christ. He said this in Isaiah 63 verse 1, To console those who mourn in Zion, I love this, to give them beauty for ashes. And I want to pause right there. Because some of y'all might have had a bad year. You might have had a tragic two years. Lord knows COVID has squeezed us all and brought the real people out of every one of us. It has brought the real out of us. But the scripture says that he does give us beauty for ashes. When you're surrendered to God like we sang in worship, it's amazing how he will turn things around. He works all things together for the, to the good of those that love him. Do you love Jesus today? The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise, this is key, for the spirit of heaviness. Because, guys, there's something that happens when I break out in praise in the middle of the heaviest seasons that I've felt. And I go, I'm just going to lift my hands in the air and wave them like I just don't care. And trust God that you will work all things together for the good, according to me, in this case, who loves you. Amen? They may be called trees of righteousness. Guys, when you break out in praise, it's a righteous thing. The planning of the Lord that he may be glorified. When we glorify him and we get our eyes off of our circumstances and onto an eternal focus, which is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it's amazing how he will reset us totally. Our minds, he renews us. You, how many of you need a renewed mind? I'm like, Jesus, just come and do it. Just, just come and wash this. I need that. And praise is something that you put on. You notice it says it's the garment of praise. In other words, I'm wearing a jacket right now. It's a garment of, I put this on so that I would look acceptable and pastoral. But I, but I put on the garment of praise when I'm feeling heavy. I put this on. I choose to praise and that shifts whatever I am mourning or stressing over. You go, isn't this Christmas? I thought you were going to give a Christmas message. I am giving a Christmas message. This is a season where we are celebrating the joy of Jesus who came. And he came to give us life and give it to us in abundance. Praise prepares my spirit for worship and readies me to be available for intimacy with God. It allows me to both give to God, hear from God, and receive God. Praise, guys, is a mood shifter. It's a mood shifter. How many of y'all wake up on the wrong side of the bed? I know, I know that Liz never does. But how many of y'all ever wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're like, Jesus, I just need you to come right now. Just come and take me. Praise will straighten out my emotions and set my mind on eternal things so that I can correct emotional dysfunction. I don't know about y'all, but there are times where my emotions are jacked up. What do we do when our emotions are jacked up? Can I tell you this? You have authority over your emotions. Don't ever let your emotions have authority over you. You go, emotions, you come in line in the name of Jesus. And you know what? I say it out loud so my ears hear it, so it gets in my spirit, and it just changes everything. People probably think I'm cray-cray. I've done it in the car. Like, emotions? No. In Jesus' name, as that God just cut me off on 485, God bless him. Bless his heart. 
Y'all know what that means in the South. Psalms 95, verse 1 to 2. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful, everybody say joyful. joyful. A joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving, and let's make a joyful noise to him with songs and praise. we got to praise God for what he's done. We, I want to say this. We praise God for what he's done. We worship God for who he is. I want to give you a little lesson here on this, and maybe you know this, but in case you don't, and even if you do know it, it's just confirmation for what you already know that we need to hear because repetition is revelation. Praise is horizontal. Praise shifts the atmosphere. It shifts what's around us. It breaks through. A lot of times people ask me, why do you always start with the fast songs and then you kind of go into worship and then you end? Like, what's up, what's up with all that? Well, Scripture says this. We enter into his gates with? And we enter into his courts with? When we get into a place of worship and intimacy with God. So praise is horizontal. It shifts atmospheres. I'm in love with praise because I'm in love with shifting the atmosphere around me. You know, a lot of times we focus on me, 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 me. But when you praise, it shifts the atmosphere not only to, for you, but it's contagious much more so than COVID. It'll shift the atmosphere. This is a good kind of contagious that we need. So praise is horizontal, but worship is vertical. And I'll explain that in a minute. Praise focuses on God, not me. Praise gets my mind off of my circumstances and onto God's faithfulness so that I can get into a place of intimacy with God. How many of you know, if I don't shift the atmosphere around me, it's hard to get into an atmosphere with God. i got to break through with the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, no matter what I feel like, so that I can connect with God. And that's what happens when I get into that vertical place. Now I'm no, no longer focused on the surroundings and, the, and I'm no longer focused on what's keeping me down. But now I can focus on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And there's amazing power because that's where Holy Spirit comes into play. That's where Holy Spirit, when you connect with God, and it is, it is amazing when we connect with God in an intimate place, how Holy Spirit will speak to us in a place of worship. When you connect with God and when you've broken the atmosphere of what hinders you and the walls that are up. And now it's one-on-one, you and Jesus, and he starts speaking things to you. Oftentimes it'll be prophetic and you'll even get direction for what to do in the future. And you go, oh my goodness, I just got the answer. I didn't know. Wow, why didn't I get that answer? Well, maybe you weren't praising and shifting the horizontal so that you can get into the vertical. Psalms 50 verse 23 says, those who sacrifice, thank offerings, honor me. Why does it call it a sacrifice? Because when you don't feel like doing it and you do it anyway, you're sacrificing. And it says in scripture that when you do that, you honor God. Praise reminds me of the eternal and gets my eyes off the temporal. And I, I've said this before in, in many meetings that we're at, but, you know, our grandparents used to sing the right kind of theological songs, like, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. Why did they sing those songs instead of singing about our journey? Because they understood we got to get our mind off of the temporal and onto the eternal. Let's get our eyes off of where I am, and let's get our eyes onto where I'm going. I don't know about y'all, but... We are supposed to be praying in the return of the Lord. I keep saying this, and I will say this till the day I die. Because there's a generation that has no idea we're not equipped that we're supposed to be praying in the the return of the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but I can't wait to be out of here. I cannot wait. We're not supposed to make this a permanent place. 
This is the house that's built on sand. I'm telling you that right now. And, but, but there is a day where I will be with the King of kings and the Lord of lords and all of those that went before us, and I can't wait for that day. You're not supposed to be afraid of it. You're supposed to be excited about it. And Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 2, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 8 to 9, then I'm going to skip to 17 to 18. And I've read this before, but I love it, and there's such power in it. We are hard-pressed on every side, but how many of you know we're not crushed? Okay, we can go through tough times, but you can't, hey, devil, you can give me tough times, but you can't take me out. Hmm, how about you? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> we, are, we are crushed. We are not crushed, sorry, but we're perplexed. Oftentimes, we're confused. We're perplexed about, like, why am I going through this right now? But not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. And I love this. This is not to belittle what you're going through. But guys, we got to focus on, again, not the temporal but the eternal. It says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Hmm. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. How many of you know there's so much good that's coming? I want to encourage you with that as we wrap up this year. That there is so much good that's on the way because we're kingdom-minded. It's God's kingdom. And the Lord has something special that he's going to drop on you. I want to give you a prophetic word. God's going to turn everything around. I love how Hebrews talks about praise and, and proves that this goes beyond emotion and points to the choice that we have in Hebrews 13, 15. I'm giving you a lot of scripture today. It says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. In other words, sacrifice, you might not even want to do this. And the fruit of the lips that openly profess his name. Praise brings joy in our worst days, and that's the fruit of our lips. You know, when you start praising and you start lifting your hands in the air, I talked about how this will, this will witness to other people. This is not just for you. This is for others. There's two things that people will think when they see you praising in a, in a really rough situation. I, I was just telling someone before service this morning that didn't know my story, that asked if I had any siblings, and I said, well, yeah, I do have a brother. He's with Jesus. I was 16 when that happened. He was 13. And people looked at how our family was, was handling it, and they were kind of just like, I don't get this. How are y'all okay? Do you know why we were okay? And again, I'm not tooting our horn. I'm saying by his grace, thank God, this happened. That we learned, I learned, and I'm writing a book about this, and it's almost finished. I'm really excited about it called The Fourth Chair about when I had this revelation. When I sat at the table and God said, you'll either run to me or you'll run from me. And I chose to run to the Lord. And in that place, God turned my very serious personality into a person who was lighthearted. All of a sudden, I was joking around. And this was a good thing. This was, a, this was something that God needed to do in me. He did his deepest work in my most painful moment. And you go, well, you know, I've heard this story before. Yeah, but I, I want to share this for those of you that, that haven't heard this, that God will do his deepest work in your most painful moment. And he'll turn you around and he'll change your entire personality. Because you're no longer in your strength, you're in his. But there's two things that people will think when you praise in a season that doesn't make sense. They'll think these people are nuts. And they'll think, I want to have what they have. 
You will provoke somebody with your joy to jealousy to want the joy that you have. You will. When people see me dancing around and not caring what white boy looks like, (laughs) clapping off beat as a musician who's supposed to be a professional, (laughs) they go, what's up with him? He doesn't care. my, My grandfather, 95 years old, we celebrated his birthday yesterday. And he basically told us all, guys, y'all care too much. The, the, the secret to long life, he said, is you need to not care. Stop caring too much. My grandfather sat there with the biggest grin on his, and his face smiling. He could care less <laughs> about the things that he's not supposed to care about. Your ability to press through challenges over your flesh and your emotions during a bad or sad day will witness to somebody. And it'll provoke them and literally might lead them to a saving, a life-saving relationship with Jesus. That's, that's how important it is that we praise. The more we praise is the more we will experience joy. You know, you might need to take steps. Maybe you're uncomfortable. Like, like uh, I, oh, you go to that hand-raising radical church where the worship leader is crazy. And then I found out he was the pastor and I thought he was even crazier. You, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this, this hand-raising thing. The church, you know, they claim they're a spirit-filled church. What does that all mean? And, you know, people get freaked out about that kind of stuff. How many of y'all know the same people that get freaked out over the, the, the presence of God and God uh, speaking in services and prophesying to us go to psychics at night and get a word from them and that's not weird? Hold on a second. I don't know about y'all, but that's counterfeit Jesus is all that is. That's counterfeit power of God. We're going to prophesy over him. We're going to see him get saved. We're going to see him get healed. We're going to see him get delivered. Because I believe in the hour that we're living in, the great people don't want to hear about God. They want an experience with God. And we've got to carry the presence of the Lord in order to see that happen. I'm yelling. There it is. It doesn't take long. But maybe you're uncomfortable. Maybe, maybe you're, like, you're not a hand lifter. You're like... Touchdown. Woo! I'm there. People will come against you when you praise. They, they won't understand that. They'll talk smack about you when, you when you're free. You know what that is? It's just jealousy of your freedom. You just be confident in who you are. Jesus dealt with the same thing where people criticized and didn't understand crazy praise. And he actually listed in Luke 19, verse 37 to 40. Right at the crest where the Mount of Olives began its descent, the whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise. Guys, we need to burst into enthusiastic praise. You know, don't, don't sit. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm here. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Yep. I'm going to open my mouth every once in a while. No, exuberant praise the disciples had over all the mighty works that they had witnessed that Jesus did. Blessed is he who comes, the king in God's name, all's well in heaven, glory in the highest places. But check this out. That religious crowd, the Pharisees, they told him, teacher, you need to get your disciples who are crazy praising under control. These guys, you need to get them under control. But he said, if they kept quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting praise. Guys, can I tell you something? I'm like the chubby kid in the lunchroom. That if you're not going to eat that, I'm going to eat that for you. If you're not going to praise, I'm going to go crazy for you. 
Because I want to see God move in your life, and I can tell you I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And when you just go crazy for God, it's amazing when you break through and stop caring about what people think about you. How much do you need to go through for you to stop caring about what people think about you? There's something that happens the older we get where we care less about what people think about us. I'm learning that. Just now. I'm starting to learn that. I'm starting to come out of where I'm, I'm, I'm just youthful enough to not understand that. I'm starting to care less about, and it's so freeing. Somebody told me the other day, skinny jeans are out. I said, I don't care. I'm going to wear them. It took me a half hour to get into these. It's okay. I did this for you anyway. Just enjoy it. Well, no baggy 90s clothes. I'm not doing baggy 90s. I lived through that once. How many of y'all have seen these trends circle round and round and round and round? Skinny ties, fat ties, fat jeans, skinny jeans. I'm just going to do my jeans. And y'all could just hang, all right? We're just going to, it's amazing. Get off that, get back onto the message. But I want to give you a quick biblical lesson. We're going to have fun this morning. This is almost over, so don't worry. I'm not going too long. I want to give you a quick biblical lesson on praise. And we're going to dig into the Hebrew. Again, this is so that we understand and you're equipped with what does praise, what does this really mean to praise? And the first word is called Hallel. And it's to rave, boast, celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. In other words, I don't care what you think about there was a song we used to sing about, speaking of the early 2000s, that, and I'll become even more undignified than this. Some might say it's foolishness. That's where they get that from. That's halal. Some might say this is crazy. This looks stupid, and maybe it does, but I don't care. This sounds like Sunday at the Panther Stadium. Nobody cares. what You notice that when we're at Panther Stadium, woo! nobody cares what anybody thinks this is our team and this is our dream and we're there and we don't care what they think we're going to shout psalms 35 verse 18 says then i will thank you in front of the great assembly like a baptism it's public i will praise you before all people then the second one is called yada not to be confused with yoda this is not a green little guy this is yada and it means to acknowledge in public can I just tell you guys right now, if I took this wedding ring off when I, every time I go out of the house, like, Liz, I've got you in my heart. It does not matter. How many of you know when I came home, I would find out what's in her heart? <laughs> no, I'm going to be public when I go out. I want to be public with my marriage. I want to be public with my love. Why do we do that with God? Why, do, why when we come to church, do we take our wedding rings off? Because we're worried more about what the person next to us thinks about our worship than we're worried about breaking out and serving God. Yeah, let's check ourselves or wreck ourselves, one of the two, but let's just decide we're going to go all in. Our conservative, keep it to myself type of praise actually offends God. Let me tell you what Jesus himself said in Matthew 10, verse 33. This is really good. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Let me read that again in case it didn't convict you enough. Let me read the Adam version. Is that okay? When you come to church and you don't worship because you're ashamed, when you're out at Starbucks and you're afraid to tell people how good God is because of what they're going to think, if you disown God then, he'll disown you. 
it says we're supposed to be out there and be public about this whole thing. I just taught you that. Psalms 138 verse 1 says, I will praise, I will yada you, O Lord, with all my heart. Number three is called Barak, and it means to bless by kneeling or bowing. Guys, I had this theology all sorts of wrong until I studied it. Because I always thought that this meant to bow, in other words, like my posture on my knees. That's actually not what that means, although that, that is inclusive in worship and posture does matter. This actually is, is, is not pointing to something physical. It means that you present yourself to God expecting him to give you something that you don't currently have. That's actually the direct interpretation of that. I didn't know that. By kneeling or bowing, in other words, you're surrendering and opening yourself up to God to do what only he can do. Psalms 103 verse 1 says, praise the Lord, all my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Now number four, Zamar, making music to God with strings, which Daniel, I just want to tell you, there you are. I just want to tell you, it mentions strings first, which is why I chose strings. It's a more holy instrument. I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm going to crush the, that theology in a minute. Psalms 92 verse 1 says, uh, man, there's so many drummer jokes. I'm sorry. You know, it's like I call the band up and the drummer. I'm joking. I'm joking. Psalms 92 verse 1. It's it's musician jokes right there. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. And here's where I crush my bad theology right there. It says in in Psalms 150 verse 3 to 5, praise the Lord. Praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine starting to get rhythmic and dance. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Everybody go, yay, Daniel. Okay, praise him with loud crashing cymbals. So y'all don't tell him to chill out with the cymbals, all right? We're going to cymbal ourselves right to heaven. Number five is Shabbat, and this means to address in a loud tone. I am asked all the time, why is worship so loud in this church? Shabbat, that's why. It's scriptural. If y'all, I'm telling y'all, heaven's going to be loud. It's going to be loud. Get used to it. Our ears here, though, I understand we have limitations. But it means to address in a loud tone, to shout, which is why I encourage you at the end of many songs, lift up a shout of praise. Shabbat is what I'm saying. It's, It's Hebrew. It's in the Bible. Why, why do we do this in sports when our team wins? We shout, we get all excited, and then we get to church and we're all stoic. Can I say this? I'm not going to give more praise to a team that doesn't know me than to a God who created me. Can I say that again? I'm not going to give more praise to a team that doesn't know me than to a God who created me. Okay, so Psalms 63, y'all are tracking with me, I like this. Verse 3 to 4. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips, I will praise you. So I will bless as long as I live. In your name, I will lift my hands. Psalm 63, verse 3 to 4 in the NIV, that was the ESV. It says, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift my hands. Now, everybody always asks me this. I get this question. I've gotten emails about this question. What's up with the hand lifting thing? Todah, that's what's up with the, the hand lifting thing. And let me explain that to you. It's to lift your hands in adoration, the word todah. When people ask what's up with the hand raising thing, todah. You just tell them that. That'll clear everything up. <laughs> the word todah literally translates to this in Psalms 50, verse 23. It says, he who offers praise lifts their hands to God, glorifies me, and to him that orders 
his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Can I tell you all this? And I want to camp out on this because the Lord's been convicting me of this more and more and more and more. I'm about to pop. It's like the rubber, the, the, the rubber band that you just kind of pull back as far as you can. That blessing and cursing cannot come out of the same mouth in a sense that you can, you've got to watch what you speak. You've got to watch what you say. If you're a person that cusses all the time, you need to let the Lord convict you of that. If it doesn't convict you, you need to get into his presence so that it will. If your speech is one where you're gossiping about people, guys, you want praise to have authority. Stop it. Stop it. Because a double-minded person receives nothing from the Lord. I don't want to receive nothing. Now, I'm not perfect. I could tell you all right now. There are times where I'm on the road and I'm like, okay, Jesus. <laughs> Toda. I'm just going to lift my hands. <laughs> we got to make sure that our conversation, Psalms 53, 50, 20, verse 23, that it's right. Because God will show us salvation. We need to make sure that it's right. This next one's fun. It's called tequila. I said tequila, not tequila. Tequila. But it does have the same result as tequila, exuberant singing. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what kind of church y'all came to. <laughs> and the, this verse is even funnier. Psalms 34, verse 1. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise, his tequila, will always be on my lips. <laughs> Not tequila, tequila. That's what that word means. Don't get religious on me. We're having fun this morning. Amen? Amen. Listen, the reason why I'm giving you this message on, on, on the Christmas season is because Jesus came to deliver us. He came to rescue us. He came to save us so that he could be our Lord. Now, we go from when he saved us, he rescued us. He delivered us. He snatched us from the fiery pit. And now we make him Lord where now he tells us what to do and he shows us the path. He shows us the path of righteousness. And I want to encourage you today that if you're in a position where you're seeking God for a breakthrough, you can praise your way there. You could praise your way into the direction that God has for you. If you don't know what to do, you need to go through all these words that we just read. Halal, Yoda, Barak, Zamar, Shabak, Tada, Tila, Tahila. You need to go through those words and start practicing them. Do you know that there's amazing direction that comes from the Lord when you do that? You go, I'm just trying to lead a business. Praise him and watch. If you Listen, if you're not leaning into God, you're not going to have the business that doesn't have the lid on it. You need to, you need to have a business that can go far beyond whatever you, you're, whatever you ever planned and let him release blessing that takes it beyond what you can do in your own strength. Start praising over your business. You go, well, it doesn't look good. Start praising. Turn it around. Shift it. He can do it. So I want to do this. I want to stand to our feet this morning, and we're going to just pray. I want to pray again that there would be breakthrough for each of you. Guys, can I tell you this? Before we start the music, I don't want to take into next year what I could put an end to this year that's not supposed to come with me into next year. There's some things spiritually that maybe we need to lay at the feet of Jesus, repent for it, start praising, and see God break through in, in an area of our life that we're struggling with. I don't want to bring into next year what's not supposed to come with me. I'm going to praise and see God change some things. 
So Lord, over every person here, let's just lift our hands. I thank you, God, that our praise, it changes the direction of things, and it does. What, it's a testimony when we break through that, it, God, you can do what only you can do. And so, Father, right now, we give you praise. We give you thanks for this year. We thank you, God, that anything that's not right in our lives or any hindrance, any obstacle, that you're working all things together for the good according to those that love you. And, Father, we're going to praise our way into the breakthrough. Say this with me. Say, I'm going to praise my way into victory, into breakthrough. Now, I declare breakthrough in my life in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that you're changing it, that you're working all things together to the good of me because I love you. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, would you put your hands together and shout praise to God. He's so good. Listen, we're going to be a worshiping church. We're going to be a praising church. It was prophesied over me two years ago about the start of this church that this was going to be a breakthrough church because of the praise that goes on in this room. Guys, we're not going to be conservative. They're going to walk through this door and go, why are they taking a lap right now? We're, we're, you know what? We're taking a praise lap because you know what? I don't care what they think. I'm here for my breakthrough, and I'm the kid in the lunchroom. It's like, if you ain't going to eat that, I'm going to eat it for you. Right? So I thank you, Lord, that you're doing that. And I, I, guys, I'm so excited about what's coming this year. This is going to be a good year. Let's praise our way to the breakthrough. Amen. Thank you guys so much for coming this morning. We'll see you next week. God bless you guys. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.